Welcome to the Wealthy Woman Podcast, where we share our opinions on hot topics relating to personal development, work, mindset, and expectations put on women. We also sometimes interview your favorite women influencers, founders, and corporate baddies and get the raw, uncut stories behind what they had to endure and grow through to become the version of themselves that we admire today. I'm your host, Donnie. And I'm Gabby. Now let's Let's get get wealthy. Okay, so today we are here with Kira Yang, and I'm super happy that she decided to come on the podcast because we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics, which is limiting beliefs around money. So she is um, a professional or an expert, if you want to call her an expert, but she is um, an expert at helping scaling entrepreneurs that are dealing with hitting their upper limits and that are struggling with new levels of success and being comfortable with their new level of success or any, you know, any struggles around money and um, up-leveling. So I'm excited to have you on the show. (laughs) Gabby's excited excited to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, this is Truffle, you guys, if you're watching the video podcast. Truffle is a baby, so he's sitting here with us so that he can um, act nice. (laughs) Okay, now Gabby. Gabby's happy here (laughs) to be here, too. Okay. Um, Can you hear us still? Yes. Okay, perfect. Sorry. It said that your quality went out, but I'll edit this part Oh, really? I can see you guys. Um, Oh, okay, good. Yeah, I don't know. It says it's still recording you, though. Okay, so, um, yes, yeah, so we're so happy to have you on the show. Thank you for being on. Yeah, I'm really excited to dive into all of the things, questions that you might have, and this is a topic that I can talk endlessly about, so this is the perfect place for it. I love it. So, okay, so getting into, how, how did you even get into, um, like helping people with their limiting beliefs and around money and they're hitting their upper limits and stuff like that. Like, how did you even start this? Yeah, it was honestly a bit of a natural evolution. Uh, back in 2019, at the end of, I kind of jumped into my first entrepreneurial journey. Um, you know, and I know we've talked a little bit about this where I like kind of like liquidated my life savings of like 70K and I was just like all in. I was like, I don't want to do the nine to five. I don't want to work for anyone anymore. And I've always kind of known deep down that it was something that I was meant to be doing. I just didn't know in what. So when I found it, I took the dive in. And then what ended up happening is that early 2020, the pandemic hit. And then I was kind of like, oh, okay. Like my business is not going to open. Um, And I was kind of feeling as though like I didn't really know what I was going to do. And so when that happened, I actually ended up, you know, like a lot of people ended up having like my own spiritual awakening, did a lot of inner work. I actually achieved that through hypnosis. And, you know, a lot of really amazing things started to happen for me, Um, you know, not just like in terms of like my own self-esteem, but in terms of just like, you know, the, um, you know, general laws of attraction and all these, like, you know, you start to get into like manifestation and things like that. And what ended up happening was that um, I ended up connecting with a friend of mine who was a life coach and she had mentioned that she's used to, or is seeing a hypnotherapist. And I was like, oh, like, that's a job. (laughs) I didn't realize it was a job or an industry. And so when I discovered that, it just kind of like all like immediately like clicked into place. Like this is what I meant to be doing with my whole life. Right. So I found my mentor who's still like my, 
lifelong mentor now. It's only been a few years, but I know he'll be in my life for the rest of my life. And, um, you know, I started off as a generalist, but as I started to navigate this world of the coaching industry, being an entrepreneur, um, I started to just start narrowing down on what I really, really lit up, you know, doing. And at first it was just, you know, general mindset. Um, but it, this trend started to happen where entrepreneurs started to work with me and start like, you know, hitting new milestones and feeling really good about money. And um, people will start coming to me being like, oh yeah, like I want to work on my money mindset. And I was like, I don't, I don't, that's not what I do. <laughs> um, but apparently it's what I start, ended up starting to do because that's what people started to um, come to me for and started to get really great results. Right. So and it makes sense now because I think about, you know, growing up with like immigrant parents and like, you know, we grew up upper middle class, but there was a lot of lack and scarcity around money. And when I started to shift my ideas about money and, you know, like since the spiritual awakening, there was always like, you know, people would be like, oh, you have like really radical views about money. And I was like, I, I guess I do. And I, I, you know, I didn't really know where it came from. Uh, it was just like this innate knowing, but that really carried me through to find like rapid success in this personal, uh, the second business I've had, right? The first one's still around, but that's a little bit more about my story of how I got into this. Uh, so I, like, I still have my first business, which is like a fitness franchise. Um, so that's still in the works now. Uh, but before this, I was like in everything. Like I went to school for finance because uh, my parents were like, you know, get a good job. That makes a lot of money. Do the thing that like everyone thinks you should be doing. I was like in retail. I was in sales. Like I did everything. But every job that I had, I was like, I want to quit. <laughs> I hate this so much. Like I can't stand another day. <laughs> No, I feel you. And that's not, I mean, I've always thought being in finance sounds kind of boring, but. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, I cannot do this with the rest of my life. And all of the people I knew that were very successful in finance are like, you'll do well here, but it will eat you alive. Like, you are not meant for this industry. And I was like, enough said. <laughs> I'm good. No, I feel you. Um, okay. So you mentioned that you had to get, like, you start doing hypnosis and stuff to like rework your own money story. So let's go back because you mentioned, um, or I've heard you mention this on TikTok about how, right, you know, before the pandemic hit, you invested $70,000 of your own money um, to start this business, right? The other business that you mentioned. Yes. Um, and you, and I'm assuming this is around the time when you decided to go on and start doing hypnosis. Is that correct? Yeah, it was um, around that time that I was like, I need to do some something for myself. Like I knew that there was something missing um, and I needed to start doing some inner work or whatever it was. It just kind of dawned on me that I needed to take some new steps in my life. Mm -hmm. Got it. Okay. So, so around that time you went, you invested the money and I'm assuming like you were excited, right? About starting this new <laughs> business. <laughs> Um, but I guess it didn't turn out the way that you had planned. And I'm assuming that's maybe because of your own money story, would you say? Uh, so basically it's, it's turning out, but at the time, you know, I was in like a lot of lack and scarcity because I was like, oh my God, like everything that I had worked towards and, you know, my parents uh growing up with like their generational money stories of like, you have to save, it's going to run out, like 
everything you should be investing and you should never buy anything frivolous, like all the sto- like all those stories, right? Um, you know, I was like, wow, like I took a risk and potentially have now lost everything, right? Like, I don't know what this pandemic is going to bring, how long it's going to be. Um, and I was like, well, now that I'm here, I kind of have to do something, right? Like I have to take next steps for myself, um, whether that's like finding another career, job, business, whatever it is. And so, you know, by doing deeper work, not only, of course, did I like find myself and find um, just like a new way of thinking about myself and the world that just opened up like a whole new, you know, like many doors of opportunity. Um, But yeah, at the time it was like, I needed to do something to manage my mindset and nervous system around money um, because I, I thought I had lost it all. And, you know, luckily we were very fortunate in the way that we were carried through that pandemic with the business and I still have it today and, you know, it's doing well. Um, But in that moment in time, I was like, this can't be it. (laughs) This can't be the end of this story. But I think what you're referring to is, you know, I do have a lot of entrepreneurs that, you know, are, um, get to quick success very quickly, um, hitting their first six figures, multi-six, even seven figures. I've had clients uh, hit you know, their first two million um, and lose it within six months to a year. And that is a different type of story where you actually lose it all, right? Um, because there's actually a deeper money story about why money is actually not safe or good to have, right? So it's uh, very similar to why lottery winners uh, typically always hear like, how could they lose like 20 or 50 or $70 million in a matter of a year or two? It's because their identity around money, their deep money stories, as much as like on the conscious level, we're all like, we want to be rich and be financially free and all the things. If there's something going on deeper down, there is a reason for you to actually not keep it or have it. Um, So you'll find ways to actually get rid of it, like unexpected bills, overspending, being generous to a fault. And, you know, we all love being generous and spending money and things like that. But uh, there's a deeper uh, subconscious pattern that's actually manifesting. Yeah. And that and that's actually why I um, was like so attracted to your TikTok, because so myself over, sorry, <laughs> um, so last year I had um, my whole life like just transformed super fast. And so I go from living with my parents at the end of 2020 and moving out. And then um, I I was doing okay. I was making like five figures a month. And so I was like, oh, I'm, I'm good. I'm comfortable. And then suddenly I decided that in 2021, I wanted to make a million dollars that year. And I did it in five months. And so, <laughs> so my whole nervous system was in shock. And to this day, I still find myself having to like, like that little things will come up and it'll be like triggers for me around money. Um, and so I did a lot of self-sabotaging. And I, I, it's funny because it's like, yes, we talk about the upper limit, but I also have a lower limit is what I've realized too. Where it's like, I I can't make under a certain amount or I'm uncomfortable, but also too, I feel like I had hit my upper limit when I made the million and it was just like, my whole nervous system was out of whack. And so when you started talking about the nervous system and, and just like everything that you just said about like, you know, how people will make the money and then they'll sabotage or do whatever they can to get rid of it because they just feel unsafe that hit me because I was like, I wasn't even registering it as me feeling unsafe because I was happy. I was happy, right? (laughs) I was happy I did it. But at the same time, 
I realize now my nervous system and my brain, like in my subconscious, it was like, something is off. This is crazy. You have all this responsibility now. You're taking care of all these people. That Like it was just all these things that made me want to start self-sabotaging. So I am super excited to have this conversation because that's that's exactly where I was at. And I when I came across you, I was like, oh my gosh, finally, somebody that talks about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what you're saying, like definitely you'll have new energetic minimums of like, you will never really make less than that or on average less than your energetic minimum around money. But the glass ceiling, right? You know, as you said, so many people don't understand that they are self-sabotage and like the sabotage is actually very sneaky and pesky because you're like oh i did it i made the money and but you're like wait but why is it so difficult to sustain or um you know why can i like hit it consistently or you know why am i stuck here like why is my income stuck right so these are the questions where it's, it's not that you're not making money a lot of the entrepreneurs i work with are, are very successful like they're hitting big big milestones uh but they're feeling as though something is just kind of eluding them. And they're like, I'm finding myself in opportunities where I am really just continuing to stay small, whether that's in price increases or next level contract negotiations or whatever it might be. And, you know, a matter of staying small will be the difference of what could be hundreds of thousands, even million dollars in like contracts. Right. So it's, it's really nuanced because it's not like you're not making the money, right? This The mindset work I do with people isn't about, oh, how to make your first five-figure month. We can do that as well. Um, but really the, the clients I'm working with is now like, you're already making money. You already have a seven-figure strategy. You've probably or maybe already have hit it, but it's now about really the higher level mindset work where it's like, where are you unknowingly sabotaging yourself? But not only that, like, how can we get you to a, like a really great quality of life where you're, you're not triggered by money because the reality is that every decision in your business, whether direct or indirect has to do with money. So when we can repair the relationship with money, really when we're feeling neutral around money, right? Because it's just a resource and a tool, although we all really want it. And like, it's, a, it's an amazing resource. Um, and, you know, you're always going to that next level, hitting new milestones, although that's there. It's that, you know, when you are calm and clear in any circumstance, regardless of its money, it could be relationships or, you know, picking out like a dress or whatever it might be. When you're calm and clear, you're making the best possible decision for yourself. So when you're calm and clear, you're feeling grounded around money, you're going to make the best possible decision that's in the highest timeline for yourself and your business. And that's really what we want to achieve with, you know, this kind of um, money mindset work um, that, you know, I, I work on with my clients. Yes. Yeah, I mean, for, the reality is that a lot of the upper limit blocks, they're, they're in our blind spots. Like we all have them. Like I have someone working on my mindset consistently, right? Um, because we can't always see what it is. But the big three that I typically see uh, that you know, results in sabotaging behavior where you procrastinate or you're in major indecision or whatever it might be for you, um, you know, is this, um, the, I like the three S's, uh, safety, sacrifice, and self-worth, right? So um, the big one that I see with entrepreneurs is the sacrifice piece where a lot of these 
you know, high level, high performing, achieving entrepreneurs, they've achieved so much success so quickly, you know, they are burning out. Like they've worked so hard to get to this place that the reality is that they're like, oh, like if I go to the next level, am I going to be like subscribing to more of this? Like I'm already like over committing. I'm tired. I don't, I'm losing freedom with my time, like friends and family. How can I actually possibly create more? So like there's actually a level of sacrifice subconsciously, even consciously by moving into the next level. If I actually get what I want, I actually have to sacrifice more, right? So if that sacrifice is greater than the gain, you won't want to move, right? Um, the safety piece is really big, right? Where it's like, it's actually like you'll become the, the primary story I see is that you'll become a bad person if you have more money, right? You'll be more greedy, entitled. Uh, you might like your money's going to change you. And that, you know, by doing that, if you have more, then people won't resonate with you as much. You might like lose clients because they can't come along with you at your new price points. Um, your family might judge you for having the luxury lifestyle that you want. Like people are like, I'm so afraid to buy like the Porsche or the bag, or, you know, it's not really about those things, but it's about how you feel about having your next level. So you actually stop yourself, right? It's not safe because really at the root of that one with safety, it's this fear of like abandonment, right? It's like, I will be actually alone or left if I actually have more. So if that is like a root core, which is like a very root common uh, limiting belief for a lot of people, you won't want to move either, right? And then the last one, and this is really like a quick one-on-one, but the last one is self-worth, right? Like this is actually a big one that I see as well is the, I don't feel worthy or deserving of having more typically because as children, when we grow up, um, having more was actually always conditional, right? Like you can have this when you get an A, you can have this when you achieve X, you're perfect, you look a certain way. Um, and so you weren't actually allowed to just have it. You weren't just worthy and deserving just because you exist, right? So uh, there's a lot of worthiness and deservingness patterns where it's like, I don't actually like, who am I to have this, right? Um, that kind of storyline happening on the deep unconscious levels, right? And 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 the thing is, it's it's really tricky because a lot of the high level entrepreneurs, they've done some mindset work and logically, you know, you're worthy and deserving and you, you work hard and like all the things, but they're really core subconscious blocks where, you know, as much as the consciously you'll know, it's only 5% of your mind. The other 95% is actually determining your behavior, right? And how you think about yourself on the deepest levels. So your behavior is going to determine your real world result. And, you know, in, you know, for one of my clients, she would always just like accept the contract negotiation and fear that the client would walk away or it wouldn't work out. Um, but, you know, in our last session, like after our first session, it was a matter of negotiating like a five cent difference per unit. It was like over a hundred thousand in profits that made the difference of one conversation. Right. So like it's, and it was like linked to a worthiness pattern. Right. So it's really pesky and, and subtle. Um, but really the question I love to ask people like in the very basic way of not going super deep, but being really honest with ourselves is the question of like, why don't you want it? Like what bad things will happen when you actually get more. Right. Yeah, that's a really good place to um, really look at because it's it's really about why don't you want it, right? So it's at the next level, what bad thing, uh, what will you have to give up? Uh, what does it mean for you to have more, right? Um, the other thing to look at is, um, you know, 
not only the upper limit, but like, where is your focus? Like, what is your identity dial to be doing right now? Because I still have people who are, you know, making multiple six figures doing that thing, but they they actually don't have a focus of where they're going. They're very short term visioned, right? Here in the now, still looking at all the small petty things that are eating up all their time and energy. And it's like, well, your focus is actually dialed incorrectly. Like your identity is not you know, dial to do seven figures right now on the subconscious level, because you still see yourself as this nine to five, you know, putting in the hours, making sure everyone's happy, people pleasing, you know, you're still in that old identity. You're not actually the identity of the leader. You still feel like an imposter, right? So we've got to calibrate not just the identity and focus, but we actually have to also look at then also why you don't want more. It's, it's kind of twofold. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, exactly. And that's, you know, you nailed it right there. It's like, there are no limits, right? The only limits are the ones that you create for yourself. So like, why are you creating all of these constructs of why you can't have this now, right? We always make this excuse, I'll have this when or, you know, when I achieve this, then I'll be happy. It's like, why are you creating all these rules? Like, where did this even come from, right? So it's eliminating kind of where are you limiting yourself, from having it now because you get to choose, right? It's, it's a choice. And so that's kind of, um, that's kind of that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that other thing too, just to like add on to that is that, you know, at this level as well, it's like, because strategy is so, like you can do a lot with strategy. You can get by and create a lot with just strategy. Um, but at this point with many of the entrepreneurs, like you already know how to make money. You already have all of your automations and every your business is set up to do millions, whatever. It's already there, right? But they get caught in the strategy trap because it's like, I need more strategy. But the reality is that, you know, with mindset, I find too, is that, you know, it's, sometimes seen as like a luxury. It's like, oh, like when I have everything in place, like I'll do the mindset work. And it's like, well, the reality is that the mindset is actually the backbone to your strategy because you can have all the strategy in the world. But if you're getting in your mind about, you know, new levels of visibility that you might get canceled or someone's going to steal your intellectual property. So you don't actually put out that next product or, you know, you're afraid that, you know, you'll be seen for the luxury lifestyle, uh, that you'll be judged or whatever mindset drama comes up or, you know, because you're hitting new levels of success, there's actually more quote unquote to lose. And it'll be so embarrassing if you do. And all your friends and family will like be like, of course that happened, you know, all of this drama, if that's going to prevent you from taking actually aligned execution, the execution that is actually necessary to scale quickly, right? If you're just stuck in patterns of procrastination and indecision, the strategy is like rendered useless. It's just going to sit there, right? It's idle. So useless. Right? So useless. It's an amazing yeah. strategy, but you have to move. Yeah. Right? So this is what we do where we just move the mindset block so that you move and execute as quickly as possible in like the making the best possible decision that you can come to with the mindset that you're currently in. We shift a few things and then you go keep moving forward, right? So, yeah. I really love that because like, with my students, I've, I've um, for the past couple of years, like 
through my coaching, I've always worked with like lower level um, entrepreneurs. And I don't, if you're one of my students and you're listening, please don't be offended by me saying that. <laughs> I didn't know how else to say it just now, but basically like a lot of them. Yeah, entry level. There we go. Um, and so a lot of them um, starting off, they have this thing in their head where it's just like they just don't know the right strategy yet. And I'm like, in reality, yeah, strategy is great. But there are so many people that have made it so far with the wrong strategy, (laughs) you know, but they because they were actually willing to take action and do the work and show up. And half of those people that I work with that initially when they're like scared or they feel like they don't have the right strategy and all this stuff. I'm like, it's really not rocket science. And a lot of times I see a lot of self-sabotaging behaviors right away like and i'm like that's really the issue it's not your strategy is so off it's the self-sabotaging behaviors or your limiting beliefs and so i'll bring up like oh you could do this this and this and then they have two, 10 reasons why that won't work for them and so i'm like okay well there's your problem right there there's your problem so <laughs> so i really wish that so like you said that's the thing that we need to work on first is our mindset because before we can get anywhere on any level, it doesn't matter whether you're making millions or $2 a day, it's like you can't make more or do better until you change your mindset and open and expand how you think about everything that's coming to you. Yes, you know? 100%. That is, that's it. Yeah. That's totally it. Yeah, because even with myself, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, even with myself, (laughs) there's a delay. (laughs) No, I was just going to say with myself, I did not have the perfect strategy on how to make a million or any of the money that I've made. Um, It was more so me working on my subconscious mind. And then that is when all of the right things fell into place and the opportunities were coming to me and, you know, like it was like, I didn't have to have it all figured out. It just worked itself out because that's what I wanted. And then I put myself in a position to receive it. And so I think working on all the stuff you've been saying is super important, but go ahead. (laughs) No, no, just to that point, it makes so much sense. And, you know, like you hear the, it's like the spiritual woo woo of like money equals energy, but it's because when you work on your subconscious mind and you have the confidence and the belief, like if you believe that you can make a million dollars tomorrow, like this year, you're going to go execute to create that reality. But if you're like, oh, well, I'd like to make a million dollars, but then there's like X, Y, and Z of the reasons why I probably can, and it might not happen. Like that level of conviction is very different with the type of action you're going to take, right? So when your beliefs and identity is are dialed on the subconscious level, which determines your behavior, you're going to have a different type of energy behind the actions that you take in your business, right? And the greater that action, you know, the emotions are the confidence, the excitement, the ability to like find and see opportunities that's going to really elevate and quickly escalate how quickly you're going to scale to where you want to go, right? Because the energy that you can get behind the activities to make money, that's what's going to bring the money, right? So kind of as you were saying, doing the subconscious work, getting yourself out there, taking the action, the more actions we take and not in the sense of like, you know, more actions equals more money, but it's like, you're going to have to do some of the things that don't work out and do the scary things, but they're all part of the steps to getting to where you want to go. Right. So um, yeah, that all resonates and I love that so much. 
Yes. Yeah. So, okay, because we keep talking about like the limiting beliefs, but um, of course, you I've heard you mention this so many times is everyone has like a upper limit or a money ceiling that is, you know, like their number in their head subconsciously that they cannot allow themselves to make past. So like, how would you, for anyone that's like having a hard time figuring out what their upper limit is, how would you explain it? Like, did I explain that well, or would you explain it different? And then how figure out what their upper limit is? The easiest way to think about your upper limit is just like think about like the maximum amount of money that you think you'll make this year or like in the next two years or five years, like whatever your goals are, what is that max number? And then like ask yourself, like, where did that come from? Right. Because, you know, when I look back in nine to five, I was like, oh, like the max I would ever make is like one hundred thousand dollars a year. And if I made one hundred thousand dollars a year, that's like winning the lottery. Like I would be set for life. And then I was like, oh, I made that in like literally a few months, like in this business last year, my first business, first year. And I was like, oh, like that's so small. But at the time it was a maximum glass ceiling for like 29 years of my life. Right. So really questioning, like, where does that number come from when you ask yourself, like, what is the maximum number that you have for yourself and where did that come from? Right. Because like, again, like, as we talked about earlier, like the limit that you create is is only within your mind. So if you think that's the amount, that's the amount you're going to work towards, right? If you think it's going to be 10 million, you're going to be looking for ideas and opportunities that are probably going to accumulate to 10 million, maybe not in one month, but in a much faster period of time than telling yourself, oh, I'm only going to hit a million. Like really ask yourself, like, why are you putting those limits on yourself, right? In terms of the actual upper limits of like finding the reason why you are not creating it, if you are like, kind of like, been stagnant for a while, you've been hitting certain income goals, like the same ones for a while. And you're like, all the strategies there, I'm doing all the right things. I'm working on, you know, moving myself forward. You know, there's something deeper, right? Because at this point, it's, it's really just a mindset game. Everything else is, it's laid in place, right? The foundation is there, right? So we got to find out like why you don't want to create it. And that's just going to involve just like deeper work together. Yeah. Do you tell you do you tell your clients to set a number to reach that year, or do you tell them to just have it like limitless or to like double it? Or because I know I, I, with them having last ceiling, do you tell them to like surpass it or how to view it? So I don't actually give my clients any kind of numbers uh, because it is for them to. I will always question what they bring up and ask them to expand their own minds, but people have to not only get their minds on board where they're, where they don't feel like they're convincing themselves because then there's a lot of monkey brain where it's like, I, she told me I could, and I don't know that I can. Uh, It's our own calibration that is required, but also the way that, you know, the way I work with my clients, it's a conscious and unconscious. We use a lot of hypnotic language. So it just continues to expand their internal money map in their mind of what's possible. And also like, the opportunities to go ahead and create it. Like, why aren't we creating it? Um, Why are you keeping yourself small here? And just kind of finding all of the little, kind of like what I like to call like invisible money, like the wealth opportunities that they're not like taking advantage of that are already like literally at their table. Like it's like just sitting there. There's like a million opportunities just waiting for them, Um, but they're not really acting upon it or maximizing it where they're like, well, I don't really think I could have that. Um, Whether it's a certain number, certain contract, certain price point, 
And then we just start to like navigate that so they can actually move and take action now. And then we just continue to build. So it's not necessarily like, let's find the, the pocket between now and, you know, your next seven figures or multi six or whatever it is. It's like, let's ha- let's find the opportunities right now that are right in front of you to maximize, get on those. And then we keep moving forward and keep finding them as we go. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. No, I've never even heard of it explained that way as like a money map in your head. But I'm, I'm assuming that's like a hypnotic type of thing. <laughs> well, I, just, I just made that up because in my mind, you know, everyone has, um, you know, the way that it is in like NLP, it's like everyone has an internal representation of the world, right? Like what you believe about money, what you believe about success. And I'm sure what you believed about money when you were like 10 is very different about than what you believe about money now, like what you can make and what you can achieve, right? And it's a shift in your mindset, right? So I really map out like what's happening in the client's mind about their limitations, what's possible in terms of money, success, visibility, and where they feel that they can't go to that next level. When I can build out a map, then I can start poking, let's start like breaking down walls of those, of their map. Right. And when they do that, then the expansion in their brain changes and then they're able to find new opportunities to go create it. Right. So it's essentially in my mind, a money map, but it's really their internal representation, how they view money for themselves and about, you know, what's possible in the world around them. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So, okay. I know that um, I've heard you talk about this a lot as well. And you mentioned it earlier that you need to feel neutral towards money, right? Now, this right here is the one that has everyone stumped. Um, (laughs) And I get it because it's hard. Especially, it's it's the hardest when you don't have the money that you want. Mm -hmm. And so how do you go about like not feeling emotional towards money? Like how, how is that even possible for someone that is super emotional and has always been emotional towards money? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I had a, you know, I don't want to say like tumultuous relationship with money, but I had a pretty standard upbringing with money where there was a lot of fear and guilt and shame. Like I would feel a lot of guilt, like shopping and buying things that were like deemed frivolous. I was very fearful that I wasn't saving enough that I would like not have a retirement plan that would like keep me coasting for, you know, years on end. And, you know, although it was coming from a good place from my parents, even the good things were scary. You know, like saving was scary, you know, like um, being in debt was like, you know, crippling, like don't even think about going into debt or else your life is ruined. Right. And so when you think about all of those things, like we're, built around a society where like money is it's important right like it makes like the quote unquote the world go round and and i'm not saying that you shouldn't feel excited about money or whatever because i i love money right it's great we love it all but with that being said the goal with money mindset is to really untangle and heal the relationship that we have with money because when we are constantly in fear about money feeling guilt or shame first of all you learn that right you didn't you know, there could be past, you know, trauma in terms of lifetimes and generational, if you are, you know, spiritual and believe in that kind of thing, which we can always look at as well. But you learn that someone somewhere, even if you're carrying it in your genes, right? It's not something that you like just decided. And so when we can start to break down, like where you learn these stories about money, then we can start to de- untangle the emotion from 
the actual thought about money, right? And so when we can achieve that work through unconscious work and conscious level work, then you can start to find a neutrality with money. And although, yes, in the pursuit of, you know, even as an entrepreneur, I think this is really what you know, helped me accelerate into success was that I just started making decisions that were not based on, you know, how I felt about money. I was just making decisions based on what I believed was going to work. Right. So when we can shift the focus on like, what do I need to do to get to where I'm going without feeling like I'm scared, I'm guilty, I'm ashamed. Um, because I, that, that's going to really hold you back and, you know, how you are going to move as an entrepreneur, specifically in this space, right? And so when we can achieve emotional intelligence around money, knowing that, like, money is just a tool and a resource. It doesn't decide who's good, who's bad. You should be scared. Um, but we learn that. And when we can really untangle that story and really achieve truly empowerment around money, because the reality is that, number one, it's a choice you get to make, whether you're investing in your business, whether you're buying the Louis Vuitton bag, whether you're buying your home, whether you're saving, like whatever it might be, it's a choice, right? And this is like sometimes like can feel very triggering because people are like, well, I'm like in a you know financial situation that is less than ideal or whatever it might be. But when we can, again, untangle the story, which does require some work, it's you know, rooted in fear. Fear is very scary. It's the thing that keeps people stuck, anxious, not moving, right? In anything. It could be even like showing up on social media. Fear is very, very heavy. Um, then we can actually start making decisions to change the financial reality because you get to choose it, right? Um, you get to choose it over and over again. But that choice that you get to make when you can make it in a place of empowerment and when you've achieved some level of neutrality around it, then that choice is actually going to build momentum, right? This is actually how people change their financial reality. But when we're stuck in the same story and narrative about money, it's very hard to move, right? So um, it's a little bit of like a more difficult concept to explain, but that is kind of the idea because when we are feeling neutral, again, we're feeling calm, we're feeling grounded, we're feeling clear and level-headed to make the right decision to move forward to change the financial reality for ourselves, right? And it always, we want to shift it from a place of fear into a place of empowerment where it's like, I make a choice about the money that I'm going to invest, move, shift, spend. And then that is the reality I'm creating. And I get to make that choice over and over again. That was good. That was very good. Yeah. Yeah. So the, okay. So you, of course, cause I, cause I want to, I want to say this for anyone that feels uncomfortable about hypnosis, because I know there's going to be somebody listening that's like, Mm, I don't do that. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you could, um, can you break down what, one, what hypnosis really is and also why it is so like good to do for this, like to work through limiting beliefs? Absolutely. So hypnosis is, I'll first start off by saying like, it's not mind control, right? Like you're not, I can't make you quack like a chicken or do a dance. Um, you can only, you'll only accept my suggestion if it's something you really desire, like changing your money mindset, like becoming more confident, like, you know, popular things in past, like quitting smoking, right? Like things like that. Like you have to really, really want it. And what it feels like, is kind of like, you know, when you get really lost in a book and then like hours go by, or you're like, you know, on the elevator and you're like, oh, I almost forgot my stop. Those are, 
your theta states when you're like in trance, quote unquote, right? That's when your subconscious is most susceptible to accepting suggestions that are in line with your motivations and desires. And so it just feels like, honestly, like you're in a meditation, listening to some stories and some words, um, and it's very relaxing. So that's what hypnosis feels like. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the way that it works is that, you know, when you're in that theta state, uh, because you're in a certain brainwave where you're, there's pretty much like a barrier between your conscious mind and your subconscious mind. So it's kind of like, you know, when people are like, oh, I really want to lose weight. And they know like they got to go work out. They got to like do the meal plan. They got to be consistent, but they don't do it. They, they have all the strategy. They know exactly what to do. Like, this is what I tell my clients. Like, you know exactly what to do, but you're not doing it. Why? Right? Like, what is the reason? And they're like, I don't know. Right? This is a self-sabotage. And so, yeah. And so when we think about, you know, there is actually a barrier between the conscious mind, which is like the strategy that I know what to do, and the subconscious mind, which actually determines your behavior you're not going to the gym, you're still eating junk food. And you can, we all like junk food. I still eat junk food. I love it. Okay. But like, you know, you're just doing all the things that go against what you actually like your goals. Right. And so, and that's the 95% of your mind. That is like your identity, like how you see yourself, how you feel about like going to achieve that goal. You're probably like, Oh, I don't think that's going to work. Maybe I'll try and I'm going to fall off the wing. It's like all the reasons why you can. Um, And ultimately your behavior of like, I'm not going to go do it. Even though I know I really want to. So when we can shift the 95% of what's happening in your mind, which is like the, almost the whole thing, then we're going to actually get your 95% in alignment with 5%. So you're actually like actively moving towards the goals that you want to achieve. So you might start going to the gym, you might start like eating healthy and it, it's not like overnight, it's not magic, right? But it start, it's really what I love to tell my clients, it's like shifting the ratio, right? So it's instead of being like, 80%, I don't believe I can do it. 20%, I believe I can. It's going to be like 30, 70, and then 50, 50. And then suddenly your mindset is like, oh, I am the person that goes to the gym and eats healthy and like I'm losing the weight. And there's a part of me that sometimes doesn't want to go, but that part gets more and more quiet, right? So when we can align these goals for you as an entrepreneur with money, with performance, um, whatever it might be in your business, then it's going to shift your mindset again, like, you know, really like simply put from, you know, obstacle, barriers, Black mindset to opportunities, expansion, possibilities. Um, and, you know, when you're in that state, there's a lot more positive momentum behind going to achieve and taking action to what you want and collapsing time around that, right? Because again, you're making the best, most optimal decision for yourself and your business. No, that's yeah. good. And I, can, oh. <laughs> and I can only imagine that somewhat goes into their regular life. How have you seen your clients oh shifting their money mindset and upgrading it, how does it affect their life? Absolutely. I mean, it's all connected like money, relationships, self, um, because the reality is that with money, really what it comes down to is it's a reflection of your self-worth in many ways. Um, and, you know, when we can entangle, and it's not that it's tied to because it's very nuanced, your your money story or your success has nothing to do with your identity right like when we can separate that it's not it doesn't mean something about you if you're successful have more money all the things right because we're always tied to like oh like the way that i look the how successful i am all the things that that is a reflection of my identity it's just an aspect of your life but when we can create that separation dealing with the money stories, you know, oftentimes the things that are happening in the money stories, right, 
is happening in the relationships and is happening with the relationship to self. And so when we start healing one, all of the, it just starts rippling effect to all areas of their life. Right. And so, you know, we talk about money mindset, which is really important um, because everyone should feel empowered about money and have the ability to change their financial reality because they have the power to do so when you can start shifting your mindset around it. And yeah, it takes work, right? It's, it's scary, but just like anything that's worth having, um, you know, starting a business or learning a new language, it's always kind of scary in the beginning, right? It feels kind of like a lot of resistance because you are so conditioned to know one thing, right? But again, sorry, just I'm on a tangent there and we'll talk, actually, I want to talk a little bit about that as well. But, you know, when you start shifting the patterns in this one area of your life, everything else also begins to shift. And it's challenging, especially when your relationships are being kind of like put on the limelight and the relationship to self. And you're really like, it's really this process of being like super honest with yourself. Um, and it's all the things that we we are afraid of. Like, you know, what if we have to sacrifice something we didn't want to sacrifice and we kept brushing it under the rug in terms of relationship, in terms of our relationship to self, in terms of the business, right? And you actually have to take that scary action that again, as I mentioned, you know what to do, but you're not doing it. So what is there to lose? What is the sacrifice? Where are you going to become unsafe or where do you not feel worthy or deserving of having it? Let's find it, right? So that you can take action and move into your next level, right? So there's that. But what I wanted to say as well, just kind of to the other point about shifting money mindset and why it feels so difficult is because oftentimes, you know, if your money mindset isn't super dialed, um, your mindset isn't like really, really strong, which is like, okay, um, your, your mind will fall kind of privy to the weaker limiting beliefs that are around you, right? So this is why like having a really great support network, mentors, people uh, that are, you know, really in alignment with where you're going, because if your money mindset is still kind of being calibrated, you'll fall into the traps of weaker money mindsets around you. And it's not that you have to like cut people out or anything like that, but you're more susceptible to fall back into old patterns around money, old money beliefs, fear, guilt, and shame, because you're like, that's what I know. And that's what I resonate with and all these other people think so. So it must be true. But it's like, no, you have to be the one to like actually be able to step away from it. Again, creating that emotional intelligence around money and be like, what is actually true? What what did I learn that I'm unlearning so I can take a new empowered choice to create a new, again, a new choice towards a new financial reality. So I just wanted to put that note in because it's important. No, yeah, yeah. that's super important. Um, And do you feel like, I mean... It's kind of extreme, but do you feel like isolation helps sometimes, <laughs> you know? Sometimes, I don't know. It's kind of this process where like, like you never want to isolate because also this journey is like, it can feel very lonely as an entrepreneur. I know this is a really common thing where, you know, we feel like we're different and, you know, we've always been different. And many of us are the black sheep of the family, like breaking the generational bonds and like our curses and all of this stuff. Right. But the reality is that, you know, you just trust that you will be supported and the universe always will deliver the people, places, experiences that are correct in those moments. And just trust that by letting go of, you know, the people that don't support you or um, aren't, you know, rooting you along, it's okay if they fall off and it won't always be forever, right? But just trusting that like the next level of support friends whoever it is will always come in if you just trust by letting go that you know they that you will be supported but again like that's a totally different conversation you don't need to isolate but just you know really having 
you know, if you're finding you're struggling with the money mindset to just kind of take a pause or, you know, a little break from, you know, if it is those people that are constantly like questioning, like, oh, you think you're going to make that kind of money or like that's unrealistic and all those kinds of things. Just like maybe don't talk about it. Just have boundaries around the conversations around money. That's okay. Um, And just kind of like keep it to yourself if that makes you feel whatever can get you to a place of feeling most grounded. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. Because I think for me, I used to always think isolation was the only answer. (laughs) Because it I think especially when um, let's be honest, as an adult, it's hard to make new friends. Sometimes it's Mm -hmm. hard to like, no, okay, this is where I go to meet these kind of people that, you know, like, out of your comfort zone, exactly. and expand yourself. It's not, it's not easy when you're used to doing things a certain way. Exactly. And so I think sometimes it's like, okay, you know, even dealing with certain family, family members, it's like, you can't, you know, it's like, you what can't do you change do? their mind. Exactly. And I you- can't change their mind. I can't yeah. switch out my family. So, it's like, <laughs> so sometimes Absolutely. isolation feels like a great option. But I do like what you're saying about just like doing intentional things that can help recenter you and ground you and stuff like that. I think that is great, great advice. And it's really this like process of like, you know, always like anchoring into back into the self where it's like, yes, there's like all these people with all kinds of beliefs, but it's like, what life am I creating for myself? What do I know to be true? Although, yes, I've held these old limiting beliefs before. Sometimes they feel triggering. Sometimes they feel true. But I know what is actually true and what I'm moving towards, right? Kind of like when we anchor back into our why, um, what we're here to do, what kind of impact we want to create, what kind of life we like and like claim the life that we want for ourselves. When we can tune back into that and just be like, okay, like let's get back to center. Let's get back to me. There's always going to be naysayers, people not supporting me, whatever. Um, I can still love my family and they're, they can have like, you know, not believe in me, but I believe in myself and that's all I actually need. Right. You're the only one that's going to do it. So really just trying to cut out the noise. And again, that's practice. It takes work. Um, and you know, sometimes isolation will feel like the easier way to go. Um, but you can also still stay supported and just create some boundaries for yourself. Um, as you move through this, because, um, you know, it's, you gotta, you gotta protect your mindset and energy and while you're still building up it's a, it's a muscle, right? Um, because you're so used to being in a certain pattern, like you were saying, it's hard to like make new friends or being in a certain circle and, you know, as an adult, um, but you have to be able to think greater than your environment to create something new, right? If we think the same ways, do the same things, we can't expect anything to actually change. So thinking that that next level, is going to be challenging. But what I always like remind my clients as well is that like, yeah, like, yeah, the next level thoughts, um, actions, uh, you know, potential losses, quote unquote losses. And we, you know, obviously do the mindset work to be like, they're not losses, but you know, the way the mindset is dialed is always dialed for fear and failure and disappointment. Um, when we can really look at the next level and really like, just understand that, like, you know, what's actually there, although moving towards it is it's uncomfortable, right? Like you have to take all this scary action because you've never been there before. Right. And you're like, what's going to be there? Is it going to work? Whatever it might be. It's uncomfortable taking those actions because oftentimes it's really, again, this process of like really stepping into your power, like, you know, not staying small anymore, really claiming everything that you desire without limitations and getting out of your own way, even things that you can't see for yourself, like you're saying, the unknowing self-sabotage based on like very old conditioning at the upper limit and core roots. But not only that, like it's uncomfortable, but like also where you're at now is also uncomfortable. There's a reason you want to move. There's a reason you want to, you know, take new action and move 
and yeah, there's potentially things to lose here. And again, like, is it really a loss? Like we're really doing the mindset work around like reframing the, the reality of the situation that you're presently in. But that's not also uncomfortable. So it's like, do you want to be uncomfortable staying where you are, where nothing ever changes? Or do you want to be uncomfortable moving towards a possibility of, you know, the next level that you really, really desire, right? Knowing you're always going to be supported. And the reality is that although there are ups and downs as there is in life, it always works out. That's what I always say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> always. So choose your discomfort. Always. It's okay to be uncomfortable. Yeah, right? yeah. exactly. Is there any, are there any books that you would suggest for people to read to start their steps on money mindset um, if they're not ready to go to the coaching route? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I, with money mindset, I find it to be an interesting journey. Um, The book that I would really recommend, I find just the one that I recommend most to my clients is The Big Leap. Um, by Gay Gay Hendricks. And that talks a lot about upper limit blocks and, you know, why you aren't creating what you want. And that's not specific to money. Uh, It can be anything in life that you want. Um, But in terms of like starting with general money mindset work, um, no specific books. I actually have not read, you know, Think and Grow Rich and all of those kind of, um, and those are great places to start right? Like, to, like learn more about financial literacy, right? You can read books like It's Not Your Money, like something super spiritual, um, Think and Grow Rich, or um, I think it's like Rich Dad, Poor Dad, like those kinds of books. I know a lot of people really enjoy and are a great place, you know, Secrets of a Millionaire Mind um, is one of the books I've, the one, one of very few many mindset books I've read. Um but, you know, those are great places to start expanding your mind and just getting curious about uh, where is your mindset at with money and um, just starting the awareness piece, right? That's the biggest piece because when you can start to poke holes in the way that you think about money, that's that's just like really starting down that route, right? Um, but yeah, I, I always find that interesting because I, I know that the way that I do money mindset is not the typical um typical way. It's a different kind of money mindset work that I engage in with my clients, but those are, I would say, great places to start. Okay. No, that was good. So you said the big leap, right? The big leap is just like a great personal development book that I think everyone should be reading. (laughs) (laughs) And I think you're right. A lot of stuff starts internally too. So it's working on yourself and then it kind of just falls into place. Absolutely. And I also love Atomic Habits. I think that's a great thing, a great book, just in terms of like any habit change, whether it's in mindset and it has everything to do with mindset. Right. So um, I personally love that book as well. But in terms of, yeah, just financial, um, like money mindset books, just anything that piques your interest to start expanding the way that your mind thinks. But I love Secrets of a Millionaire Mind. I think that's what it's called. I think that was like the one book that I read that I was like, oh, like, this is interesting. (laughs) (laughs) um okay so last serious question yes do you (laughs) do you feel like the real issue is like people are uncomfortable with money and if so like how can we get to a place of feeling safe with money 
Yeah, absolutely. Of course, people are uncomfortable with money. <laughs> it's so like, even when you have a lot of money, it's like some of my clients come from privilege and they like feel ashamed about having money, right? Like there's, it doesn't matter what angle, um, you know, it's typically always rooted in fear, shame and guilt. If you think about money now listening to this and you're like, like you can feel your body contracting, like there's money mindset stuff happening, right? Like, why are you feeling afraid? It's a piece of paper right? Like, you know, or like numbers on a screen, like what has instilled the fear of money in you, right? So when you think about, um, you know, looking at, sorry, can you remind me the question? I just, I... <laughs> no, I was just saying like, how, how can we get to a place of feeling safe with money, you know? Right, right. So really um, what I like to say, like I have like a money masterclass. Um, and it's like really low investment, but it's really starting to look at just kind of like all of the areas in which I find money gets triggered, right? Around receiving, around creating, around keeping, around spending, around debt, around expansion. Like there's all kinds of areas in which, you know, it's the flow of money. Like all of that needs to be kind of cleared up where it's like, why are you feeling uncomfortable to receive? Right. And that's something as simple as like getting help or, you know, someone, you know, buying you a coffee and you're immediately like, no, 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 like I got it or no, it's okay. And it's like, but why, <laughs> you know, like, and, you know, and that's linked to receiving more money because there is a typically a worthiness issue that is present there or that you, it's not safe because then you have to get somebody back. And, you know, what if you can't get them back? Like there's all kinds of reasons for it. Right. Um, but when we can start to learn, you know, maybe just make a list even of all the money beliefs that you have about why money's not good what will happen to you when you have money right and and start to link back to like where did i learn this like where did i learn this from because you didn't you didn't just have this you learned this somewhere and sometimes this does require like deeper work if it's something past life or generational but and many many of us even including myself when i started hypnosis i couldn't remember anything before the age of 12. Like I, everything was so repressed, I couldn't access it, right? Um, I had to start looking at old photo albums and start doing deeper hypnotic work um, to really get to the root cause of a lot of my limiting beliefs around myself, money, success, everything, right? So that would be a really good place to start because when we can start untangling the stories about where you learned about money, why you feel unsafe or you feel fearful or shame or guilt, when you can understand where that comes from, that's when we can get to a place of safety where we can feel okay around money, where you're just like, oh, it's a tool. And and even when you do money mindset work, there's still moments where you're going to get triggered by money, but it's on like a much smaller scale. Um, and it's almost like, you know, it's like, you know, when you get like, you know, it's like the time of the month and you get a cramp or something, it happens like very seldomly, right? Um that's a terrible example, but you know what I mean. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's kind of the goal, right? So really, that's the first place I would start really looking at like, what are the major money beliefs that you have that just like when you think about like, you can just continue asking yourself like money is and then complete the sentence over and over again. So nice like money, love, kind of, um, you know, uh, connection, or it's like you write like a, a letter to money right? Like an honest letter to money where you're like, Hey money, like, you know, some things I've seen from clients, um, you know, I feel like you're, you always come around, but then you like leave so quickly, 
right? And, you know, I feel like when you're around, I feel good. But when you're gone, I don't, I feel really unsafe, like super unstable. And you'll notice that like whatever your story and, you know, letter to money is, is it's typically a reflection of also like your attachment style. Like you're an, if you're an anxious attachment or an avoidant, right? And looking at the money love connection there, right? And so, and again, to connecting like, you know, where did I learn this, right? So all of these tools are just going to bring things into the awareness, um, knowing that like really at the cornerstone of it all is just like everything that I know about money I've learned. So that means that I can learn something new. I love that. That's good. Okay. Those are great. Those are great. Um, like a great exercise for people to do. So thank you for sharing that. Okay, so last question we love to ask everyone this So, um, what does being a wealthy woman mean to you? Oh, I love this question. I just got chills. I love it. Um, for me, it's it's really about balance, right? <laughs> uh, I used to think that being a wealthy was about having all the money and all the like success. Um, but you know, when you, when you get to new milestones, um, you kind of begin to realize like, what is all this for? If I have no one to share it with, if I'm not in good health, um, if I don't even have a relationship to myself and time for myself, like if I don't have a life, like what is this for? And I love this question because this is one of the biggest reasons I do what I do because it's really about, you know, achieving a quality of life while being on this journey because milestones are milestones, right? You're going to always have new ones. You're going to hit them, um, but they're fleeting moments. Uh, but the journey is like 99% of your life, but so many people lose it in the, it's not enough. I'm going to have to get there. I'll be happy when, and that is not the quality of life that anyone should have, let alone an entrepreneur, because you create this business, this lifestyle for freedom. And so many entrepreneurs are in burnout are prisoners to their business. Um, you know, this like really like self-worth battle of having more and it, it's never enough. Right. So for me having really you know, great mental and emotional regulation, that nervous system regulation of really feeling like grateful of everything that you have now while being on the journey for more and creating space and spaciousness for your business, which is not part of your identity. It's an aspect of your life. It's a completely separate entity and really having a really clear boundary with that. Um, it's something that you do, right? Something you get to do and it's awesome. And it's your soul mission and purpose, but it's, it doesn't define you, the success, the clients, the money. Um, but the byproduct of it is a beautiful thing. The impact and the money is great. Um, but also creating space for loved ones and creating space for the self. Um, and just like having kind of like, um, a detachment to time and just really enjoying the present moment um, in each moment. Cause it's like in every moment, it's, it's the only moment you have to live your life. So when we can kind of like slow down in that way and find spaciousness, like there's so much wealth and, and just um, really kind of enjoying all aspects of life and creating space for, for all of it, right. Love, health, money, all of the things. So that's what that means to me and really, you know, actively living it every single day as best as you can. Thank you so much for being on the show. Okay. So before, before you go, you have to tell everybody how they can work with you. Yeah. Okay. So you can find me on TikTok or Instagram, uh, Kira Money Mindset. And to work with me, there's pretty much two ways. One, like there's 
low entry ways, um, really easy ways to just start. I have like a, a general money mindset hypnosis. If you wanted to just like try it out, um, I think it's like $8.88. It's like a really great way to start. Um, and you know, that really deals with like core limiting beliefs that I commonly see amongst my clients or amongst people that like really interact with me on social media. Uh, I also have a very, um, entry-level money mindset course. It's more directed to entrepreneurs, CEO mindset in relation to money mindset, uh, really looking at all of those areas that I talked about earlier in terms of like really getting a good understanding of awareness. There's a hypnotic experience in there as well. Uh, so you're going to get a little bit of both. And then the two like higher touch ways to work with me is one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, so this is really for the scaling entrepreneur who's, you know, already hit their six figures. You already have a strategy in place, but now you're really looking for higher, you know, level mindset work, working with the subconscious. So moving towards multi-six, seven figures plus. Um, so that's really a customized mindset strategy to support your current business strategy, um, creating the backbone and the foundation. And really, again, looking for those pockets of wealth that, you know, in areas that you may be self-sabotaging without knowing, but also dialing your identity. If you're still feeling like an imposter, you're feeling like behind the scenes, your business is a shit show. And you're wondering like why you're still wondering about comparison and falling behind and, or this success is a moving target. If you're not feeling grounded and really empowered as a leader, um, still feeling super triggered by money, feeling like you're going to lose it all, like that kind of story, uh, even though like, everything's going really well, um, that this is going to be for you. It's usually a minimum three month experience. And then I also have another way to work with me, which is a custom, uh, CEO wealth hypnotic track. So this is something I give to my clients sometimes depending on their customized program. Uh, but this is another way to work with me at a much lower investment, but it's like having me in your back pocket. Uh, it's your my CEO money mindset work done in 45 minutes a day. You don't need to do journaling affirmations, 40 other things in the morning routine. Uh, we just really go for a, you know, one hour deep dive together where I really locate like the current limiting beliefs, looking at what kind of identity you want to, you know, create for yourself, uh, your seven figure identity. And then it's this uh, really customized track works with energy work, deep hypnosis. Um, and that's something that you can um, have access to for a lifetime. So those are the ways that you can connect with me. I love that. Yeah. A custom hypnotic track. <laughs> okay. I might have to get one. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, they're really, really great. And, and, you know, for a lot of busy entrepreneurs, it's like they may not have the time to see me every single week, um, whatever it might be, or if it's just, you're just diving in and wanting to get a little taste of what that looks like. It's like at the, you know, press of fingertip and you just go in the morning and that's it. Yeah. That is so convenient. I love that. Great idea, honestly. <laughs> They're great. They're yeah. super great. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on the show. We loved Thank having you. you. And you dropped so many gems. And I cannot wait to see um, everything else that you continue doing with your business and with your services. And I hope that all the people listening, go sign up. Go grab something from her. <laughs> go get that track. Go get the course or work with her one-on-one -on -one, something, but clearly we all need this type of um, work. Like we all need to do this type of work on ourselves and on our mindset. So thank you so much for sharing with us. And um, this was super, super <laughs> oh, amazing. Thank you so much for having me. I had such a great time.